everyone. Welcome to the podcast where we're going to be talking about effortless weight loss. Is it possible? Um, maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So the goal is to achieve effortless weight loss. That's the goal. And so I'm going to set that out there. Can it ever truly be effortless? Probably not, but we can get close to it. And if we set that up as the primary goal for not only your weight loss, but your weight maintenance to be effortless, you set yourself up to use different strategies, right? Because I would suggest that the way you have been attempting to lose weight has been the most effortful way possible, right? Um, because you want to lose weight as quick as possible, you have to do the most difficult things you can possibly do right? Starving yourself, working out really hard, really strict, um, you know, diets, uh, strict effortful work, right? That you got to be really, really focused and, and motivated and take a lot of action, force yourself to do a lot of things to get the result. And that's, if you think about it, that's been your mindset. That's how you're trying to achieve the weight loss. So right off the bat, you are oriented towards effortful weight loss. And so, the first thing we want to shift is the North Star that we're aiming at. You know, the North Star we're aiming at is we want effortless weight loss. Now, again, I don't know if it could ever truly be effortless, um, but it can be a lot more effortless uh, than what you've been doing. And the thing is that we're really looking to achieve in a different way. And so let, let's talk about how a little bit of background information to make this happen. Um, so we have a conscious and a subconscious mind, right? The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain that knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. This is where your willpower is. Now, your subconscious part of your mind is the part of you that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And um, this is the part of you that's really keeping you overweight right now. And so typically when you go to lose weight, you're trying to use your conscious willpower to fight against and repress and restrict your conscious, your subconscious programming, right? And so that's an effortful process to begin with, but it's an effortful process forever because you're never changing your subconscious programming. You're just repressing it and fighting against it. Okay. So what we're looking to do when we orient towards effortless weight loss is we're looking to make as much of the process be automatic as possible. So if we take, for example, your toothbrushing habit, right? You can look at that and realize that that is primarily an automatic habit that you have, right? It's one that you worked on installing in a very specific way. You did it at very specific times um, throughout your life, and now you just do it pretty much on autopilot, right? So yes, there's a little bit of, you know, conscious being aware of where you're at with it. And sometimes you're like, okay, I got to brush my teeth even though I want to go to bed. But it's primarily an automated behavior now, Okay. So that is the secret to effortless weight loss and weight mastery is that you build the process around your habits, your automated routines, which your subconscious mind runs. And I will tell you right off the bat where I'm going to reveal a, a slower process to some degree, although, you know, ultimately you'll get better results. So, you know, is it slow or not? Because if you just get fast results that don't last, that's not really fast um, in terms of what the ultimate goal is. Uh, so, it's a different process, you know, because typically with a diet, with this willpower based approach, you're looking to change absolutely everything all at once because you're consciously trying to micromanage every little thing you do that impacts your weight, right? So all of your eating, you're being right there, focusing on it, trying to control it. 
um, trying to get yourself to exercise, do all the things that'll help you lose weight, but it's very consciously oriented. You have to be very, very engaged and motivated and focused to make it happen. You're not looking to install habits and routines that are going to last you forever. Right. And so that's what I'm trying to tell you that that's the initial shift and it changed. It's a different path. They're, they're two completely different processes. And I'm going to assume you've never done the other one. You know, your entire weight loss um, history has been one of trying to use your willpower to force yourself to act different and it never lasts. Right. So what we want to do is we want to take a little bit slower and focus on implementing um, behaviors that are going to keep you at your goal weight. They're going to get you to your goal weight and then keep you there. But again, this becomes one in the same to a certain degree, because when you don't start off with conscious focused behavior control, and instead you're looking to program your subconscious mind to do new things, the effort is, you, there's more return on that investment of energy, right? Because when you're dieting, it's, it's, Every day you have to be there willpower based 100% to control your behaviors and what you're doing. When you use that energy to install new subconscious programming, you're investing in the future because you're investing in habits. Again, just like your toothbrushing um, routine that you installed. You spent a bit of time, you had to be, you didn't want to do it. Your parents made you do it. You fought against it, whatever. Now you do it. And now it's just automatic. You don't have to think about it. You just do it naturally. Okay. And so if you start thinking about your weight loss from this point of view, it becomes an investment in habits that get you and keep you at your goal weight that you don't need to be 100% willpower based and focused on all the time. I'm telling you this, I've done this. I've done, this is what I do with my clients. And so we build up a, a lifestyle, again, mindset, lifestyle, eating habits that run on autopilot primarily that keep you at your goal weight. And so it's an investment in those and those run on autopilot. So I'm sitting here telling you, just like my toothbrushing routine, I have a water drinking routine, a sleeping routine, a relaxation routine, a breathing routine, a nourishment routine, a movement routine, a meditation routine, a gratitude routine. And then I have eating routines on top of that and I have mindset routines underneath it. And so they run primarily on autopilot because I've invested in those habits. I've invested in things that are gonna run themselves. And this is how you ultimately get effortless weight loss and more importantly, effortless weight maintenance and mastery, okay? So I hope this makes sense to you. So start thinking about this. And instead of trying to change everything all at once with a conscious willpower, start to work on maybe your worst habit and one good habit that would help you and focus on those and get them automated. And once they're automated, then you move on to the next one. And before you know it, you know, if you do this for a year, say, you're going to look back and you are going to be a different person and it's going to be automated. I don't want to say completely automated, but it's going to be much more automated than you can ever imagine. It is a completely different path to mastering your weight. So give this some thought and then take some action with this. All right. So if anyone has any questions, please feel free to ask them. Um, anything you want, you know, it's so true, right? It is true, right? I, again, it's just... It's one of these things. It makes me crazy. <laughs> it makes me crazy because it's like people are making it so much harder than it needs to be, you know, and um, it can be so much easier. It can be fun, you know, and you can get to a place where you feel like, again, I always talk about the path that I work with people on is weight mastery. I don't want you just to just lose weight. I want you to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's the goal. And it's a, it's a path of mastery, which has so much good stuff embedded in it. You know, the idea of weight loss is just like, you just do this process and get your weight down. You know, even though you feel like shit, you hate it. It's miserable. You don't want to do it. 
you know, but it's like, you just keep, you're just stuck in that, that trap, that mental trap. So try and break you free of it and, and point out to you another way, a better way. Right. Uh, so I hope that, I hope this helps you. Yeah. It's habit building, right? It, it really is habit building. Um, that's the key. Any tips on consistency or staying consistent? I have an issue with that. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, again, I mean, this kind of goes back to what I was just saying, but it's like, if you look at, I, again, brushing your teeth is such a great like um, reference point for you, you know, for, for what you should be aiming at. I don't do anything pr pretty much like in terms of my, again, there's three pillars of weight mastery. There's mindset, which is the most important, I make a pyramid shape. The, the mindset's the most important piece. Then there's lifestyle on top of that. And then there's eating, your eating strategies and habits. And um, I don't do anything in those areas if it's not going to be long-term. You know, I'm not looking to just like force myself to do something. If I feel myself forcing myself to do a behavior, I stop and I pull back and I say, okay, what's going on here? Why am I? Because when you force yourself to do something, this is really what the process of change is, is you're working to reframe things, you know? So if you think about cigarettes, right, I'm going to assume you're a non-smoker. And if you're a non-smoker, it's not because you're using willpower to fight against cigarette cravings all day. It's because the way you think about cigarettes, you don't have any cravings, you see? So that's why the mindset piece is so important. So if I want to do something like I want to work out more, right? If I feel like I'm really forcing myself to work out, I stop, I pull back and I say, wait a second, where is that resistance coming from? And the resistance is usually things like, well, oh, I think working out is I have to go to the gym and lift weights for an hour. And that's, that's hard and I don't want to do that. Okay. So I say, okay, well, we don't have to do an hour at a gym. Let's start small. I want to find the place where there's limited resistance. I want to make the path as easy as possible because I have a long-term time frame in my mind. I don't mind starting small and then building on it. I call these habit containers. So I was just talking to a client about this yesterday. We're talking about walking in the morning. And I say, listen, it, it, you don't have to have just one walking plan. You know, Maybe the one walking plan is to walk for a half hour. Well, that's great when you get the time and you're motivated and you feel great. Okay. But you need to have an alternative plan as well of walking for five minutes, walking one around the block and then coming back. Well, what's that going to do for me? What it's going to do is it's going to anchor the walking to that time of day. And that's going to work on automating it. You see, so this is how you get consistent is you start focusing on making things automated. Um, and what that means is, again, just like your toothbrushing, you don't just randomly brush your teeth at different times right? It's very, very routine because that's how your subconscious mind works. Your subconscious mind is just very associative. It's like, it's Pavlovian, right? It just links things together. So why do you, when do you know how it's time to brush your teeth, right? It's not even when your breath sucks, you know what I mean? Like you could eat something that's kind of like, you know, makes your breath bad. Even that doesn't trigger you to think about brushing your teeth. It's usually for most people, it's when you wake up and before you go to bed. You know, maybe you have, you know, some other different things in there as well, but it's just automated in what? It's linked to a time. It's linked to a context, a situation. You just woke up and you're about to go to bed. And so you've linked those together. That's what I'm gonna brush my teeth. So you can learn so much from this. If you start orienting your behaviors in this way, because this is how your subconscious mind works. This is why you eat like shit at certain times. You're not eating the shit all the time. It's at certain specific times. You just oh, sit on my sofa, watch TV at eight o'clock at night, time for the ice cream. You know, you're not eating ice cream in the morning. You're not eating ice cream for lunch. You know what I mean? So our behavior is very contextually oriented. You know, and so once you understand that you can use that again, you know, anatomically, your conscious willpower comes from your prefrontal cortex. That's about 10% of your brain. The other 90% is your subconscious mind. So you really ought to orient your behavioral changes and what you want out of life by influencing your subconscious mind. <laughs> you get much better results.
So I force myself to go on walks and they are not enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you feel yourself for, I, I don't force myself to do anything. Again, if I feel myself forcing, if I'm forcing myself to do something, I take a step back because anytime I'm going to do something, I always ask myself the question, do I even want to do this? Do I want to do this? Yes or no? And, and it could be something difficult. So I was like, do I want to go to the gym? And I'm, no, I don't. <laughs> nope. And so I've got to reduce to the ridiculous. Okay, what do you want to do, Jim? Well, I do want to work out. I do want to move more and be more physically active and strong and all that stuff. But I don't feel like going to the gym for a number of reasons. Okay, wh what are you comfortable with? I'm not really negotiating with myself. And we don't typically do that. We just like, right, right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the gym and work out for an hour. We're going to go for walks. Come on. <laughs> and we're so disciplinarian with ourselves. And we don't work with ourselves. We just try and force ourselves to do things. That's a whole nother conversation with the, the voices in our head. But so, yeah, if you, if you hate going on walks, either make them more enjoyable by finding what you don't like about it or finding another activity, you know? So stop forcing yourself to do things you don't like to do because it's, it's going to be a battle forever. OK, there's a difference between, you know, getting yourself to install a habit and, and you're working on it, you know, and, and you're and you're guiding yourself along and it's a little bit of a challenge and you forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. Right? It's like my dog, my dog, like put, you know, puts his feet into the thing and you got to pull, you know, you got to pull her. And it's like if you're doing that subconsciously, you've got to reframe it and get clear because otherwise you have to get congruent is how we, we call it. Otherwise, it's always going to be a battle. You know, and, and you're probably not going to win that battle because your subconscious mind is always going to win. Um, yeah, Ken's has a good idea, right? Like, are you trying to listen to music? Again, you, you shift up, you try, you work to make it more enjoyable, whatever would be that thing, you know? Um, but if you, if you hate going for walks, again, we have two ways. Okay, so let's just use this as an example. Let's just say you hate going for walks, but you want to go for walks because they're helpful to you, right? And so you've got two ways to go about this. You can either just force yourself to go for walks. Or you can start to reframe how you think of walks. You can change what walks are. You know, again, you can add music to it. Um, you can start tracking your steps. Maybe that helps you. You can listen to podcasts. You can sing songs. I, you know what I mean? It depends on you. You've got to figure out the things that work for you. But instead of just forcing yourself to do it, which is what you're always doing, um, instead take a step back and say, "How can I make this is the secret, right? Again, your mindset. You need to move it over solution oriented with the question: How? How can I enjoy walks more? You know, if they're important to you, um, how can I make them easier? How can I make them more enjoyable? You know, and if you can't, then you move on to the next thing. Okay, forget walks. You know, what else can I do? You know what I mean? But be more creative rather than just forcing yourself. Mm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, stop fighting with yourself. Um, sometimes I pretend I'm a model on a catwalk or a princess touring in the area of my kingdom. That's awesome. So that's what I'm talking. See, that's what we do in the program, right? It's all hypnosis is just using your imagination in an intentional way to get the results you want. You know, it's a very enjoyable way to create the changes that you're looking to make, you know, as opposed to just fighting against yourself all the time. Yeah, that, that's awesome, Ophelia. I love that. <laughs> Vicky, what's up, Vicky? Absolutely. Whoop. Getting out of the willpower mindset is a challenge, but also a game changer for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Vicky's on the program and um, it, it's, you know, again, a lot of people in the program, most of us are overthinkers. And so we have relied on willpower. You know, we're achievers, you know what I mean? Um, but the that approach a lot of times does not work with the weight. You know, like again, a lot of people in the program, they're successful professionally, but then they're kind of struggling a bit with the weight part of it. And so a lot of the skill sets that are showing up in work that you're able to rely upon, the willpower, the focus, the pushing yourself through, a lot of times they don't work with the weight, you know? So it's getting out of that willpower mode and really getting into working holistically with yourself. You know, so again, taking that step back and reframing things in a way that works for you, you know, where you feel more congruent and you're like, 
again, when you feel like, yeah, I don't want to go for a walk. You've got to go for a walk. I don't want to go. I've got to go. If you feel that, that, that battle inside of you, that rebellious disciplinary battle going in, that's when you can take a step back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I always come, I come in like, I always imagine like, like it's my, my conscious mind and my, my subconscious kind of, and I come in, you know, as this me, the third person coming in, wait, whoa, whoa, hey, hey guys, take it easy. We're all on the same team here. Relax. What are we looking to do here? You know, they're like little kids. And it's like, hold on. What do we, what do we all want? You know, well, we want to feel better. You know, we want to look better, feel better, you know, be happier, all the rest of it. Okay, great. Well, let's figure out how to make it happen, you know? And so, okay, the walks, what, what would make it better for you? Well, maybe if we listen to music. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I'm being silly, but I'm not. Cause it's like when you take a step back and start, cause again, we just, we just leave things alone. We just try and fight ourselves and what program yourself then is all about is reprogramming your subconscious mind to make things easier, to make them more enjoyable. So it's that step of, it's taking a step back and looking at things from a different perspective and then working on them in a comfortable way to move yourself forward. You know, we use a technique every night, two minute technique that does this. It kind of pulls you back and gives you some perspective because that's an unusual thing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's very easy in life to just get stuck in one perspective. You know what I mean? Just like you just see the world and yourself one way. You're just kind of living it first person. And so you're missing a lot of stuff. You know this, right? Like when you have a friend that's, you can have a friend that's dealing with a lot of the bullshit you're dealing with in life. But as soon as you hear them talk about it, you're like, oh, well, you could do this and you could do that. You could do that, right? You got all these ideas and suggestions. But when it's you, you're stuck in your point of view. You've got one perspective. So one of the most valuable things you can do is get a different perspective on your situation, you know? And so again, the program, that, that's the main thing we use, you know, to, to do that, to change things up. Um, yeah, corny, but imagination can make them fun. It's so true. I feel like that's exactly it. You know, listen, perception's reality. Imagination's reality. We don't live in reality. We create a reality in our mind and live upon that. <laughs> um, we have a saying in NLP that map is not the territory. We all live within a mental map of the world. You know what you are? You're a brain in a dark closet. Do you know what I mean? If you really understand what you are, you're just this brain in a dark closet that can't see the world itself. And so it just has to make the best approximation of it based on your senses and what they're delivering to you, right? So there's a lot of room for manipulation in terms of how you perceive things. And so um, your imagination is a big part of this. And so as you start to actively use your imagination to move you in the direction you want, it's a very powerful way um, to transform your reality. I hope that makes sense. Um, music helps a lot. Yep. Yeah, music is a good one, right? Thank you so much. Great content. Glad you appreciate it. Any tips on how to implement our favorite unhealthy foods while losing weight? Yeah, absolutely. Again, in the, in the program, we do a five, two approach, you know, so it's five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And, um, that, that is really, really helpful. Cause I think you're right on the money. I like your, your question there because a lot of people just say, okay, I'm going to lose weight and we get rid of all my favorite foods forever. You know, that's how they think of it. And it's like, nothing will trigger more cravings than that approach, you know? So this idea of five, two is, is very intentional. And a big part of it is, you know, this is based on a scientific experiment they did. They would, they would, um, they kind of mess with people and, and give them cravings. And then they would have them say different things and do different things to deal with the cravings. And what was number one by a mile is when they were tempted with something is they would say, I would, I'll have it later. And I'll have it later is a very effective technique because we're not saying I can never have it again. As soon as we say, oh, I can never have sugar again. Well, that's all we think about. We start craving it. And um, when we say, well, I'm just going to push it off a little while, that's a much different experience to us because now we don't feel like we're never going to have it. We're just going to wait a little bit. And that's way more comfortable. And so the 5-2 model is built on that. And um, that's how you do it. You know, So it's not that you have to give up your favorite unhealthy foods. You just have to kind of compress them and be more moderate with them. You know, But, but again, I, ironically, like in the program, we really build 
the eating plan, right? So again, in, in the program, there's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. And the eating blueprint in a weird way is built around pleasure. It's built around your favorite food. Do you know what I mean? So it's like where a lot of diets are saying, okay, you have to stop eating your favorite foods. In this program, we're saying, no, you're going to make your favorite foods the, the very pinnacle, the, the, the center of the whole plan. Well, how do you do that, Jim, and lose weight? Because you make it the main focus, but you don't make it the main thing you eat all the time. I hope that makes sense. You have to understand, right? So this gives, again, there's a lot of strategy in here. There's a lot of psychology in this. You have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than you do for the actual experience of pleasure. Isn't that crazy? But the reason why is that you need that. You need more wiring for the anticipation of pleasure because in the natural environment, you needed more motivation to, to get the food. You know what I mean? Like that was the hard part. And so the anticipation of pleasure of enjoying the food drove the seeking behavior to actually get the food. Once you got it and you're eating it, well, that's the easy part. You know what I mean? So, um, so we use that. And so looking forward, you know, for me, like Saturday night's one of my favorite meals. I love Friday night and Saturday night's my favorite dinners of the week. And so, you know, Monday and Tuesday, I mean, my, my clean stuff, but I'm thinking about, I can't wait till the weekend when I get to eat that stuff and imagining that I'm going to eat that and, and preparing for it and planning for it. I'm getting pleasure before I ever eat it, but I'm not actually eating it. So, so I hope that makes sense to you. You can utilize that and it gets you exactly what you're asking for. 1200 calories a day, daily walks. My weight loss has stalled for two weeks now. Help. Um, yeah, that sucks. I, I, you know, I don't know where you started from. Um, I mean, it just happens. I mean, there's weight loss plateaus. There's, there's just, you know, weight loss. I will say this, and you got to recognize this, you know, because the diets always condition us to think about like our weight, like it's a bank account. You know what I mean? Like credits, debits, you know? And it's just, it's not. I always say it's like the stock market. You know, it's just, there's so many different factors going on. And um, so, so to be, I mean, honestly, like two weeks, there's just so many things that could impact that. You know what I mean? If you're a woman, you know, especially, um, you know, monthly cycles can impact it, you know, all the rest of it. So th that being said, you know, weight loss is unpredictable. You know, you could go into a lab, you know, you could go into a literal, a calorie controlled lab for a month, two months, and they could regulate your calories, regulate your exercise, and they still wouldn't be able to accurately predict how much weight you're going to lose. You you've got to understand that. These weight loss calculators are just ballpark estimates, okay? Every person's body is so different, genetically, um, hormonally, environmentally. I mean, there's just so many different factors that go into it. So I say this to you because a lot of times people don't want to lose weight. They get so fixated on the number, and that's the main thing that sabotages them, okay? So, you know, in the program, again, because I don't know any other way around this, because weight loss is always going to be unpredictable. So, so how are you going to deal with that? I'll, I'll leave that with you. Um, the way that we, we do, we deal with it in the program is we make the weight loss secondary. That, that's the best strategy I've seen. I, I don't see how you can make the number on the scale, a primary thing and get ultimate success. It may be helpful to lose weight, but ultimately if you're just focused on the number, once you even get to the goal weight, it's very difficult to keep it up then because then you don't get the excitement of the weight going down. So what we do in the program is we really make the weight loss. We wrap it in personal development and we make it this really more a process of becoming the person you want to be. Right? So it's a personal development progress program. Um, how can you be the best version of yourself possible? And one part of that's your weight, but there's a lot of other things going on there. You being more rested, um, being more calm, feeling better about yourself, nourishing yourself more, being more relaxed, getting better sleep, you know, feeling happier, <laughs> um, having more energy for the relationships that are important to you in your life, having more energy to do the work you want to do, do the things you want to do. You see, so we make it about those things primarily, knowing that 
If we do those things, it's going to make it easier to control our weight too. You see, but then when we hit these plateaus or these little, these blips and all the rest of it, we're not freaking out because if that's the only thing, you're always going to hit plateaus. You're always going to lose less weight than you thought. You're always going to hit times when you put some weight on, you thought you lost weight. And then how are you going to deal with that? Well, if the only thing you're tracking is weight, you're fucked. <laughs> I don't know what else you can do. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's always going to be inconsistent. So, so you've got to make other things more important. And those things are less inconsistent. Those things are way more consistent, right? If you start sleeping better, you start hydrating yourself, you start eating more healthy, nourishing foods, you start moving more, you start relaxing, you start connecting to your body. Like you feel good guaranteed and you feel good like almost instantly. And then you start stacking that up day after day, month after month, year after year, you feel amazing, you know, and now it's way easier to control your weight. You know, but even if the weight because it wobbles around a little bit, like you're still fine with it because you're getting all these other benefits out of it. So I, I hope that makes sense. Um, not that I really answered your question, but because I can't, I don't know enough of the details about what your situation is. So many of the things you say really resonate with me. You have more wiring for anticipation. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I, that's just such a crazy idea, isn't it? Um, <laughs> or at least be my best friend, cowboy baby. What else we got? What else we got? Um, hey, what's up, Don? I really stopped the number game, did it for years and doesn't work for me. Now I feel free and losing. I know. I, I mean, I've, I've looked this up scientifically a million times because one of the biggest patterns I've seen, right? So I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And um, one pattern I've seen, and I have not been able to figure out what the hell is going on. I got some theories. I'll, I'll share them. But is that people come in the program, they're really like, okay, I want to lose weight. You know, it's like, they're really you know, obsessed with the numbers, all the rest of it. And say four weeks go by and they haven't lost any weight. Um, six weeks go by, they haven't lost any weight. But what we talk about it, and again, I, I share with them just what we said. Well, what about all the other benefits you've been getting? They're like, yeah, okay, those are great, but I want to lose the weight. And then it's like, they get to this point where it's like, but I'm not losing weight. And I said, well, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to move forward? You haven't lost any weight yet. What are you going to do? And the ones that are like, okay. I know the way it's going to come off. I'm feeling amazing. I'm going to keep going with this. And there's something, again, I don't know. It's anecdotal. I get it. I haven't figured out the thing, but it's like, as soon as they just kind of like let go of the numbers and they just accept like, holy shit, I feel a lot better. I, I feel so much better. The weight doesn't come off yet, but I feel so much better. It's like, that's when the weight starts coming off. I, I, so again, I, you know, take it or leave it. I don't know what to tell you. I, is it cortisol? Is it stress? I don't know what it is. I don't know. But I've seen this as a pattern just over and over and over and over again that when you let go of the numbers, when you let go of the fixation on the weight, ironically, that's a lot of times when the weight loss starts happening. Now, now it doesn't just happen. I'm not saying just you stop thinking about weight and you just magically lose weight. There's a structure going on, right? In the program, we're following a very specific thing, but it's really, most of it is not based around weight. It's based around you being the best version of yourself, you know? And it just so happens that that, that a lot of times is also the same way you kind of lose weight or at the very least makes it a lot easier to lose weight. But um, yeah, shifting that focus definitely seems to help a lot of people. Okay. How to join the program. Um, okay. So the way you join the program right now, you can go to program yourself then, but do not do that. Okay. If you guys are here, um, if you want to join the program, click on the link in my bio, um, get that hypnosis session. I'll give you a free hypnosis session, which you should listen to anyways. Um, then there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Uh, you should watch that. Okay. It's about a half hour or so. And then once you get through that, I talk about my program and it's a 50% discount through the, through that presentation. Okay. So don't buy from the, the uh, website. Okay. Get the discount. And um, yeah, the program's incredible. And I'm so excited. I just, I finally got the other piece added. The, the, the core part of the program is a two minute hypnosis technique you use, right? So I call it self-hypnotic programming. 
where you take two minutes and you program your own subconscious mind. This is the key part. It's a redo technique, rehearsal technique. So you kind of go through the day, you correct or install a behavior, and then tomorrow you rehearse how you want the day to go. And again, there's a lot more involved with this than just that. But what it does is it becomes an anchor, kind of like brushing your teeth, right? It becomes an anchor for you to master your weight. Because usually with weight loss, people are just you have a good day, maybe you'll keep going. You have a bad day, you're probably not going to keep going tomorrow. And so you have no anchor, you know? And so this becomes an anchor, like brushing your teeth, right? You have a shitty day, you know, you ate a lot of sugar today, you brush your teeth, start getting tomorrow. You didn't eat much sugar, you brush your teeth, you start getting tomorrow. And so this anchors you in, and it's very unique that way. And it helps you program in who you want to be, it helps you clarify and connect to the person you want to be. Because that's what this process is about. It's about becoming the person you want to be from the inside out. And that, that part is a, so important. Um, and so that's the key part, but then what also happens is a lot of hypnosis. So in the morning you start with a five minute hypnosis session and I'm making the sign of a phone because I deliver this phone, this program through your phone. So you, you join the program within two minutes, you download an app and it, cause this is important. The hardest part of changing your diet and your behavior is remembering to do it. So again, I, I intentionally do this because I know your phone's right there, right? All the time. And so you tomorrow morning you wake up and there's a message from me with a link right to your five-minute hypnosis session. So you start every day for the next eight weeks. Every day you start with a five-minute hypnosis session with a weight loss mantra in it. And every day it's different. So you're getting a whole bank of, of weight loss mantras put into your subconscious mind. Um, in the morning. And then at night, you do that two-minute routine. And then there's also a sleep gnosis session, um, a 10-minute session you can use while you're falling off to sleep. There's two versions, one with a countout, one without one. Um, and you listen to those at night. So you kind of bookend your day with all this positive programming. That's the core of the program, right? And then you got your weight mastery blueprints, where it's a 60-page workbook. You fill in the blank and you come up with your mindset, lifestyle, eating strategies that you're going to follow that, that are built for you, you know? Um, and then we have coaching calls every Tuesdays and Thursdays. We've got one coming up in about 20 minutes. So you get to work directly with me right now. And that's kind of the deal of the century with that because um, it costs a lot to work with me privately. Um, I shouldn't say it costs a lot. It's a, it's a big investment though. Okay. 308 pounds need help. Um, yeah, Linda, I, I, you know, again, I mean, to be honest, I was saying this, I did, I did a thing a week or two ago whether you have to lose, whether you lose 10 pounds or hundred pounds, it's the same thing because I'm focused on weight mastery. So, you know, to me, it's like, like I have obese clients and it's like, I think of us as the same thing because tomorrow we're both going to wake up regardless of our weight. What are we going to do throughout the day? You know? So, so I said to you, because I know, so 308, you're always thinking about how much weight you want to lose, but I never think in terms of like the weight you want to lose. I think of in terms of how you're thinking, how you're feeling and how you're living your life. You know, what, what routines and behaviors do you have in your day? And so it's really about changing those up so that you have new, um, new habits, new routines, new rituals in your life that keep your weight at whatever weight you want to live at, you know, and thinking in this way, it's, it's, it's so much more effective than always thinking about how much weight you want to lose, you know, I hope that helps. But, but anyways, go, go get that. Listen, go get the hypnosis session, go to my bio, get that hypnosis session and watch that training, watch the training. It's a different it's a different way to think about your weight. I guarantee you it's a different way. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, I'm saying stuff that's different now, but, but I'm kind of all over the place, you know, because I'm just answering questions, but that presentation will kind of lay out like, like a whole plan, you know, so you should go watch it. So that'll be your help for you. Um, got to turn muscling through into muscle memory. Oh, that's a good one, Chris. I love that. Yeah. 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 So, so true. That's so good. I might, I might take that one. That's a good one. Um, but that see, like if you, if you, so it's not about, so I always say this too, you know, like when it comes to weight loss, people are really obsessed with the outcome, 
you know, people say, I don't give a shit what I got to do. If I just got to drink water and starve myself. I'll just do that so I can lose weight. Um, but it's like, for me, I'm all about the process. You know, if we, if we bring it to money, like a, a metaphor that's related to it, you know, what would you take a million dollars right now? Or would you take a machine that printed up money forever whenever you needed it? Right? Well, I hope you take the machine, you know? And so like, stop just looking at how you can lose weight as fast as possible. Stop fixating on the outcome and start focusing on the process. Make the process comfortable, effortless, easy. You say, oh shit, Jim, how are we going to do that? Well, you never, you never try and do that because you're so obsessed with losing weight fast. The only way it's like, it's like money, right? It's like, the, all I think about is how can I get money fast? I very quickly get down the path of like robbing banks and you know what I mean? Like, like, like not good ideas, you know, that are, certainly aren't sustainable. And you're like that with the weight loss. Like you're so fixated and obsessed on losing weight fast that the only ways to do that are unsustainable and miserable. You know, and so I'm trying to shift your paradigm to let it go. Cause how much weight have you lost in the last six months? How much weight have you lost in the last year, five years? You know, most people it's, it's very little. And so you're so obsessed with the fast weight loss, but you're not achieving any weight loss. So slow the fuck down. What is your rush, man? I mean, how old are you? How long have you been working at this and not getting any results? Like, do you know what I mean? Listen, everyone in my program, almost always are at least 40 and the majority are 50, 60. Because by that point, they tried all the diets. And the worst thing about a diet is not when you fail on it. It's when you succeed with it. And then you fail and put the weight back on. Because you can only do that a couple of times before you finally get to the point where you say, fuck it. I can't, I can't even do it anymore. So my clients are people that think about losing weight 24 hours a day, but can't get themselves to actually do anything in the direction of making it happen. You know? And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm usually the solution of last resort. I'm okay with that, you know? But it's, um, you know... It, the big shift, the big mindset shift, again, is, is I'm not worried about weight loss. I'm worried about weight mastery. I don't give a shit if you can lose 20 pounds in a month. You know, I'm concerned with it. Can you get to your goal weight and live there the rest of your life on your autopilot? It's a completely different path that uses completely different strategies, you know? And so whether you get my program or not, if you start thinking that way, it's going to be, you're going to do yourself a lot of benefit by changing that thought. All right. Whoop. Hey, what's up, Tracy? Jim is amazing. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you. You helped me a lot. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm, I'm really, I, that's why I do this for. You have to find your purpose that will allow you to live your best life, not just physically. Yeah. Yeah. Jojo. Exactly. That's exactly right. It's really purpose again. And that, that's a big part of the, the process is really making the, the weight loss that you want to achieve more meaningful, you know? And, um, a lot of people don't really have much meaning. You know, I, I mean, this is always the first thing. And, and you, I don't know if you ever, maybe you'll believe this, maybe you won't. I don't know, but, but ask yourself. Because the first thing I do when I work with people, I'll say, what, what's your goal weight? What, what do you want to weigh? You know, and they'll tell me some number, right? And I say, why do you want to weigh that? Mm, um, uh, that's what I weighed when I was 18. Uh, that's what I weighed when I was, got married. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Like that, that's the motivation. You know what I mean? There's no meaning to it. You know, and just while we're on the subject of goal weight, like just one other thing, you have to realize your goal weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live and eat a certain way to achieve that goal weight. So a lot of people are choosing a goal weight that to achieve it, they'd have to be, you know, eating carrots and drinking water all day. And that's a shitty quality of life. So you're not going to do that. <laughs> so you've got to pick a goal weight that's congruent with the life that you're willing to lead, the, the, the eating patterns you're willing to eat with. Right. <laughs> Stop with the oh, wait, X amount of pounds. It's like, I, I'll tell you the, the worst one I, I've seen. This is some of my program. And I said, what's the goal weight? And she told me, and I said, okay, when's the last time you weighed that? 
you know? And she goes, uh, I was 12. <laughs> 12 years old. I said, and, you know, you could see it dawning on her face. She's like, holy shit, you know? I mean, she's a 40-year-old woman. You know, it's like, you know, you know what you have to do to, to be the same way you're 12? Like, what? why? You know, so, so yeah, the purpose, the meaning, why do you want to do this? And again, if it's just a number on a scale, just get out of here. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. It's just, that's not enough. I give you, why, why do I want to weigh what I weigh? You know, it's like, I don't, the, the number on a scale really doesn't mean much to me. What means much to me is the way I'm living, who I am. I want to have energy. I want to run my business. I want to be the best dad I can be, the best husband I can be. I want to live as long as I can. Um, I want to just keep growing and evolving, doing the fun things that I like to do, you know? And so it's really built around all this intrinsic internal stuff that I want to experience. You know, it's oh, because I want, I want people to look at me and think I'm amazing. I, I'm a certain weight and I look, <laughs> I'm a married guy. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Do you really care? <laughs> Thanks for the rose. You know what I mean? Like, like we, again, it's the diet thing. Like, oh, I want to look a certain way. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like people have married for 30 years. You know what I mean? Their kids are all grown up. What, what do you want to do? What, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Like, I, it's, it's not, again, I'm not saying it's not nice to like, feel good about your body and look a certain way and, and all that shit. Like, great. But, but the reality is if you've been overweight for 20 years, like, you know, what do you think is going to happen? You know, if you get that goal, you know what I mean? Like people just go, Holy shit, look at that. Wow. Look at them. You know, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's just living their life, you know? So if you're just doing for extrinsic, like, like aesthetic reasons, like just for looking a certain way, um, it's almost guaranteed not to be enough motivation. That's literally called extrinsic motivation. And it's the weakest form of motivation. Look it up, right? You don't even know motivation, but look up motivation, intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Because there's a science of motivation, which you might want to look up, see if you want to know that. Um, struggling with fear of inability to maintain weight after losing 35 pounds. Renee, I get it. Um, again, this is why, you know, like the weight loss is all about weight loss. And I always ask people, what are you going to do once you get to the goal weight? Jim, don't say that to me. When I get there, I'll just figure it out. Who gives a shit? I'll figure it out then. Okay. <laughs> You know, how many times you've done this? And so again, in our program, we start the very first day. Who do you want to be? You got to practice being the, the person you want to be. You got to practice being thin. It's a different identity, right? You know what I mean? Like it's a different identity. You're, you're a different person in the world because all of a sudden when you're, you're 35 pounds lighter, it's not that you're 35 pounds lighter. It's not that you look different as much. It's more that now all of a sudden you change. You're not the person who's always thinking about weight loss. How am I going to do this? you know, with your friends, you know, like, oh, I don't know how, to, oh, I wish I could lose weight. All the conversation revolving around weight, wishing you could lose it. Now you've lost it. So now what do you say? Now, first of all, it makes you weird a lot of times because 75% of the population is overweight or obese. So it's like, that makes you a little weird, you know, that you're way what you want. But I'm telling you, it's an inside out approach. Your self-image is really dictating your weight more than anything else, you know? So I will tell you this, is that the big thing we do in the program is go from being problem-oriented to solution-oriented, which takes a lot of, it, it's harder than it sounds, I promise you that. But instead of the fear of inability to maintain weight, what I would suggest you start asking the question, how can I comfortably live whatever your goal weight is, where, where you're down 35 pounds, where you're at, where you want to be? The question starts becoming, because right now you're fixated on, oh my God, what if I put the weight back on? Oh shit, I don't want to put the weight back on. I don't want to put the weight back on. And your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Sorry, Vicky, if you're here, but if I tell you not to think about something, don't think about a banana. Well, you think about a banana because your subconscious mind needs to understand what a banana is first to not think about it. So what you're saying is, I don't want to put the weight on. Oh shit, I don't want to put the weight on. I'm scared to put the weight on. I'm scared to put, and, and that's all you're telling yourself, okay? So I would suggest that you start asking, how can I live at whatever your weight is now or the weight you want to be at? How can I comfortably live at blah, 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 blah? How can I make it easy and fun to live at blah, blah, blah? right? And start changing your mindset. Because if you keep worrying, worrying is, is programming. 
right? It, it's mental programming. You're imagining yourself putting the weight back on over and over and over and over and over again. You know, you're preparing yourself to do that. And so we want to change that programming into how can I live at my goal weight forever? How can I maintain blah, 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 blah. And again, so and here's just another tip for you. Don't frame your weight loss in terms of how much you want to lose because that that pins you at your overweight. When you think, oh, I lost 35 pounds, I lost 35 pounds, you're imagining your overweight self and then you're subtracting the 35 pounds from it. You want to start saying, I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want to be X amount of pounds. I want to be X amount of pounds. You want to say that a million times. You want to, that's the identity you want to inhabit. That's what we do in the program. It's always thinking of yourself as the person you want to be. The weight's just a part of it though, but you're still better off saying, I want to be X amount of pounds than saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds. I hope that makes sense. Um, oops. Um, lost weight slowly and feel comfortable now, but still have intrusive thoughts that I will fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you see what I'm saying? The intrusive thoughts are really a, a lack of, again, the, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. And that's what pretty much everyone bases their weight loss around. I got to stop eating that. I got to stop doing this. I got to stop being overweight. I got to stop being lazy. I got to stop being overeater. It's all about what you got to stop doing. And you're creating a vacuum in your subconscious mind. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know, so we have intrusive thoughts because you're trying to stop them. It, they become less intrusive when you replace them with, with better thoughts. How can I maintain my weight easily? How can I make it fun? How can I be this new person and just, I, you know, occupy this new identity? How can I be this new Renee in the world? You see what I mean? And as you get, so, so you, again, you can't stop intrusive thoughts. You, you replace them with better thoughts. Hope that makes sense. Um, ease of movement, cat-like feeling. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Cat-like feeling, right? Like ease of movement. And again, that's your imagination. That's what the whole program is built around. Your, the, the language of your subconscious mind is your imagination. And so if you don't know how to use your, we communicate to the subconscious mind through imagination, you know? And so it's, it's like, oh, you, you should, you want to move easier, right? So it's like, you, you just, you think about that and you have kind of like a sense of it. But if like this, I love that. That's so good. But if you imagine yourself moving like a cat, right? Like if you, if you were cat-like feeling, you know, that, that has more meaning to it, right? So when you start to use your imagination, you communicate much more effectively with your subconscious mind. That's, that's the, the core of, of self-hypnotic programming, the, the main technique we use. Um, I ditched the scale seeing progress in the mirror and in my mind is much more satisfying. Great job, Kristen. Yeah. It's all about figuring out what works for you. You know, that's such another part of this whole process too. That's why we, we have like the, the weight mastery blueprints the mindset lifestyle eating ones are built around you. You know, so often the diet thing, it's you just like taking on a whole philosophy just all at once. It's like you try to square, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole, you know? Like it's like the idea that you're just going to like take on some eating plan, you're just going to take it on whole, whole hog, just like, okay, I'm just going to follow this now. It's so silly. Like, again, if I, I, if I was going to tell you how to dress or what music to listen to or kind of movies to watch, like, would you let me just tell you that? you're a unique person. You can't just let some person that's never met you and doesn't know you just tell you how to eat. You know, you've got to build all of this stuff around you, you know? And so when it comes to weight loss, we've just been, I don't know, we're conditioned. I get it. Cause it's just, it's a, it's a fucking never ending stream of diet bullshit our entire lives. I mean, it is literally millions of ads we've seen of diet bullshit. Um, you know, just, just trapping us in a mindset. And it, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> I don't even swear so much, but it just, it makes me crazy because the diets, they're all pushed by the food companies. You know, Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onion Pretzels and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. 
you know? So the people that we're trying to learn how to lose weight from are the same fuckers that are selling us the food that's making us fat in the first place. I wouldn't trust them, you know? And so people get to this point, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to eat. Hmm. I wonder how's that happen? Cause it ain't rocket science. I ain't a rocket scientist, you know, I figured it out and it's like, I had to figure it out though. You know, so that's why I help people now figure it out, but you, you've got to figure out what works for you. Okay. Cause there's, you can't just like take a plan on whole, Oh, now I'm going to be this person. What Monday, all of a sudden, you know, okay. I know mother's day is mo Sunday. So everyone's like, I'm going to wait Monday. Monday's going to be the kickoff day for what, what are you going to do? Like all of a sudden you're just going to be going to ketosis starting Monday. Like, like how many times could you start to plan hundred percent on the Monday? <laughs> it don't work start slow and build it around you you know but good good job Kristen. That, that's a good job listening to yourself um great point it'll free up a lot of time thinking about it yeah for sure right no one ever thinks about that i always ask questions that when i'm, when I'm potentially working with someone i'll ask them i say what percentage of the time do you think you're thinking about your weight losing weight and food and i hear numbers regularly 60 70 80 percent of the time i mean it's like the main thing people are thinking about that is depressing to me it's depressing you get one life you know, spend that time thinking about people you love, things you want to do, adventures you want to go on, not your fucking weight. That, that's what I want for you. Okay. That's why this is a mission for me. And that's why I get on here every day and do this stuff. You know, that's why I make TikToks every day. That's why I do podcasts all the time. You know, yeah, I got a program. It costs money to get into it, but I do this shit for free because I, I just want to help you. This to me is life or death. You know, those of you who don't know, my dad died at 54 with a heart attack. So this isn't just, I want you to look good in a bathing suit. I want you to look at the bathing suit, sure. But I want you to live longer. I want you to have a good quality of life, you know? And so that comes down to what you're thinking consistently. You know, it's mindset work. And no one, I haven't seen good mindset work out there, to be honest, you know? I see everyone's got pieces of it, you know? Um, but I haven't seen when it comes to weight loss, anyone with a real good mindset solution, personally, you know? I, I think, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm biased, obviously, but but I think I've got the best mindset solution I've seen. <laughs> You know, I've done 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this shit. You know, I really am because again, it's, you know, it's like, it's like if someone's like, if their parents died of meth, you know what I mean? They probably be a drug addiction counselor. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, like people in my life have suffered and died because of food and they, their inability to stop eating it and change how they're living and eating, you know? So to me, it's, it's like the most, one of the most important things in the world, you know? I bought a lot of food and I'm about to binge. Um, yeah, go ahead and binge. You know, listen, I, I wouldn't even suggest you stop yourself, but I would suggest this is eat the food and binge. But then, then after you've binged, take a second and just sit with yourself. Okay. And just notice what the consequence is. One of the big shifts I, I work to make with my clients is to subconsciously shift the focus from the consumption of food to the consequence of it. You have to understand that when you think about food, you primarily think about the consumption. You think about getting it and then eating it. And that's it. That's the movie you make. You need to play that movie out an extra five, 10 minutes to the consequence phase because it's always following the consumption phase. And the consequence phase in the short term, I'm not talking about, oh, I'm going to put weight on, wearing the distance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about five, 10 minutes after you finish eating, especially if you binge. Um, is I want you to notice how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, no judgment. Hear what I'm saying. No judgment. Don't stop yourself. Eat all that food. Okay. But please take a second, 10 minutes after you're done eating it all and connect with yourself and notice how it feels physically, mentally, emotionally, especially mentally and emotionally. Okay. That's where you get the most benefit from this exercise. 
physically, yeah, you might feel stuffed. It's hard to breathe. You, you might be a little infl inflammatory, heartburn, maybe some of that stuff, okay? But the key one is the mental and emotional piece. What are you saying to yourself in your head? This is where it gets interesting. And a lot of times you're saying not nice things to yourself. You don't think very well of yourself. Your self-image suffers. But your internal dialogue, how you talk to yourself, can become very negative. Oh, you did it again. And, and just mean. I'm, I'm not going to go to the mean this year, but you know how mean we can be to ourselves, right? <laughs> okay. And then the emotions. What emotions do you feel after you do that? You see? Because this is the process. Because as you start to not judge yourself, you just connect to the consequence because we're not bullshitting ourselves. We're, we got, you got the truth on your side. What you're going to recognize is that consequence is very unpleasant. And as you start to connect yourself to that consequence over and over and over again, eventually what's going to happen is when it comes time to decide, what do I want to eat? Do I want to binge this? Instead of just thinking about the consumption, your brain's going to say, fuck that. I, I, don't, I don't like how it feels afterwards. I don't like that. You know, and that's a natural way to change your behaviors. This is why you don't smoke cigarettes. This is why you don't do heroin and cocaine, right? <laughs> because it's not that they're enjoyable parts of it. It's because you primarily think about the ultimate, the consequences of it. And so you don't want to do it. Okay. So, so yeah, eat all that food. All right. So excellent. Thank you. Um, I've already lost 55 pounds. And I'm taking it back and I keep struggling not to take more, but it's okay. And the hard. Kind of hard. Should I say I weigh 200 pounds now instead of saying I lost 55 pounds? It's going to help. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly what you should say. I weigh 200 pounds now, you know? And I would do, you know what I would do too is once you get, get done with the binge, right? Okay. Um, but then push yourself a little bit more just to get into the ones. You know what I mean? Just just because there, there's psychologically, there's just a thing and I don't, it may not make sense, but there's a difference between being 200 pounds and 199, okay? So what I'd suggest is just push a little bit harder to get to that 199 and then start saying, I'm 199 pounds. Holy shit, look at me. I'm 199 pounds and start to build your identity around that, okay? And you can always lose more if you want to, but start to See, you know, so I would just get, we could caught in the numbers of what we're going to lose, but that's not motivating. The, the idea, oh, we lost, 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 lost. Losing shit is not motivating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting stuff is motivating. And so 199, what's that mean to you? Who are you at 199? All the positive stuff and start really building around that, what you are, not what you aren't. Hope that makes sense. Um, I don't burst my bubble. I'm going to be size 10 on Monday. <laughs> you help me by... You help me by my thin self. Thank you. Good, good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the more you think about yourself or your thin self, the better. Oh, thanks, Tracy. It's worth every penny. Yeah, Tracy's in the program. She's doing awesome. I mean, she, she's, uh, she's a superstar. I, I really love, she, she's a smarty. And, uh, she's doing great. Your TikToks are great. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you saying that. I think I have 15 pounds in my body from all the Mondays. I was going to start. Glad that's over. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the Mondays, the magic Monday. Right? That's what I always call it. <laughs> Every day is one day. All right. Yeah. I like that one too. Man, I already ate while listening. I'll think about the consequence. That's really interesting. Yeah. Again, don't, what I'm trying to say, stop fighting against yourself, yourself. You know what I mean? And even when we make a mistake, that's the cornerstone of the whole program. Program itself to then is built around you fucking up. <laughs> right? Cause you know, when you think about weight loss, you think, okay, I'm going to be perfect. Right. Monday. I'm, okay. All I'm going to do everything. Perfect. You know? And then you do that for a couple of days and then you can't keep it up and then you go back to nothing. Right. So my program, we start with nothing. We start at nothing. And we just went like we was the next day we want to be a little bit less nothing. Right. And then the next day a little less nothing. Cause we we just ease the fuck off the pressure, man. You're putting so much pressure on yourself with the weight loss that you're you're 
freaking yourself out, which makes you more impulsive and hungrier anyways. And so just calm down because we're building this up for the long-term success. There's no rush, you know? So make mistakes and learn how to grow and learn from them, right? That's the cornerstone of the whole program. So fuck up. <laughs> the more you fuck up, the quicker you learn, right? It's like, cause we always, mistakes are your greatest teachers. And we, again, that, that two minute technique I was talking about is built around looking at mistakes and learning and growing from them. So it doesn't matter if you binge or not. You're not going to keep binging if you do this technique. I guarantee it, you know, because you learn from it. So yeah, go ahead and eat it and um, just connect to the consequence though. You've tried over and over and over again to lose the weight, going on diets and then put it back, back on. Yeah. Um, people do that, you know, so stop dying anyways. Really insightful stuff you said. I'll give it a try shortly. Love the content. Thank you. You are welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm glad it is. It's, I, I aim to be insightful and just say some different shit that can move you forward. Um, thoughts on Soylent as meal replacement for weight loss. I don't know what Soylent is, but I don't like meal replacement, period. I like real food, you know? Replace this shit with vegetables, fruits, you know, fresh foods, you know, natural grains, nuts, legumes, beans, you know? None of that bullshit. Stop with the bullshit, you know? You got to give your body what it craves and needs, which is real food, all right? Um, yeah, there you go, Dom. Don't do things while losing weight that you don't plan to keep doing. That, that's the number one biggest shift right there. Right. What about subconscious blocks or traumas that cause secondary gain that keeps weight on? Yeah. Okay. J girl. That's exactly it. So you're on the right path. Um, I got to get out of here. I got a coaching call coming up. I, I could talk about that all day long. Um, yeah. What if you had trauma food issues from childhood? Oh man, I, I would love to talk about this. I will tell you this. Okay. Is go, um, go to my videos. I get out of here, but go to my videos. I literally just did a podcast on the trauma of being overweight. Okay. Um, so, so go watch that. Right. Cause that's exactly, I, I talk a bit about that. I, I could talk a lot more about it now. I wish I could, but I got to get out of here. Um, but also if you, um, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. Okay. And listen to it, start experience a different path. It's free. Okay. It's a 10 minute hypnosis session. And then once you opt in for that, I give you a training three steps to master your weight, watch it. Okay. And then it's about a half hour or so, but it'll change the way you think about weight loss. You know, at the end, I talk about the program. I give you a discount. You know, if you're able to do it, get in the program. Okay, let's get it going. Um, but for the trauma people, go watch the trauma video I just did. It's like five, six minutes or something. Um, but I talk a bit about that. And then, um, yeah, get another live and I'll be happy to go, you know, back and forth with you a bit more about it. All right, everyone, have a super day. We'll talk soon. Bye.